Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 116, Nerdy But Interesting. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Ross McQueen. Hey, hey, and uh, Brett, I've got a request. Can you play uh, K-San? Nah. <laughs> and to my right, Brett Cropley. DJ. Good evening. DJ Brett Cropley. Yours. DJ Mr. B. If, uh, DJ Mr. Um, Mr. B. DJ Mr. B. Yep. Yep. Ross, you, nice. you wouldn't know this because you're not on Facebook, but mm. Brett's Facebook picture is uh, of him DJing, kind of looking a, a little bit like... Uh, a lit up Jesus, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, with uh, the rope light. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. the ro- oh. with the rope light. It's it's weird, but it's yeah. it's of him DJing. He's got his uh, he's he's got his lip bit into uh, into his mouth, like he's really concentrating. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. the t shirt, the DJ t shirt. Music is the weapon of the future. Yeah, you ah, can't see right, that much right, detail though. Right. But if you, and, if you uh, click so, on it and get the blown up version, so <laughs> is your uh, is your MySpace page totally pimped out? Facebook, Facebook, God, totally no. pimped out. MySpace is horrible because of that. Oh, okay, I died. I don't know. Can't stand it. See, that's how up I am. I have to get my uh, lingo from Weird Al Yankovic songs. Yeah, go back to your <laughs> Smacker. <laughs> yeah, Smacker's where it's at. It's, I still haven't been able to get onto Smacker. That's what makes it so. Uh, <laughs> so, what's the word I'm looking for? Exclusive. Influential and exclusive. Right. Yeah. Mm. It's where it's at if it is not something that you actually want. And as soon as people discover it and get on board with it, it'll be yesterday's news. Mm. And it is Coke. Which brings us to one of the things that we have on uh, Box Cutters this week. Really? I don't buy it. In fact, we've got two I don't buy it. I don't think either of them have anything to do with Coke, but I, I, I had to bring it back to the show somehow. Yeah, I thought it was going to maybe be maybe like a little Christmas gift of, of Coke for the, uh, the, the us. Yeah, but you know I'm a Pepsi boy. He is. He never drinks Coke. Yeah, no. That's, that's not true. I'm talking about the DJ. It's not true that I never drink Coke, but I'd rather not. You, you're talking about the DJ? Oh, uh, yeah. Know. Well, you know what? New Year's Eve is coming up. You have as much fun as you want, Brett. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Wait, wait. Are we in December still? I'm getting confused. Yes. <laughs> Whether we're in December or January. We're still in December. <laughs> all right. Still okay. December. It's Christmas Eve, Ross. <laughs> of course. It's One Christmas sleep till Santa I'd, comes. I'd forgotten all about that. We've got to, uh, we've got to get this uh, show going quickly because if it gets too late, Santa Claus is going to be hunting us down. Not me. No, he'd still hunt you down. Ah, oh, he would. He hunts Ro- everybody b- down. Bad Robot Santa. Yeah, Bad Robot Santa hunts everybody mm. down yeah, who's true. out after dark. Yeah. It, well, that's it's actually Xmas. Yeah, that's true. Yep. That's true. We've, so, we've got, we've got some I don't buy it. Did I get through that? We're yep. also uh, going to talk about satisfaction. We're going to talk about the Tudors. We've got some crap TV. We've got a little bit about Bert and Ernie. Mm. And a we, little, a little Bert and Ernie story. A little Bert and Ernie story. Bit of sesame for you. Going to mm. finish it off with. Uh, you're still in your DJ mode. Going to finish it <laughs> off with pork. But to kick things off, here's the box cutters news. You're first, Brett Cropley, <laughs> with whatever news you have. <laughs> now, Ross, I think that uh, after last week's uh, little effort, you, you owe somebody an apology, don't you? Excuse me, that was two weeks ago, and no. Wait, wasn't it just last week? No. This wasn't one yes. of the news items we said you could have, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> was it not? <laughs> <laughs> but go on with it anyway, because it's news and we've got it. 
I, I, think, Ross, I, think, I think news this week will have to be very com- communal. Is, is well, it not uh, already? Ross, last week... After slagging off Daryl Summers saying that ago. he actually left Dancing with the Stars because they wouldn't rename this show Dancing with the Stars with Daryl Summers, nor give him a big fat Winnebago, he has denied reports... That he fell that was, with that seven was in, over money. That was in or... episode one one four. We're now up to one one six. Are you sure it wasn't one one five? Yep, I'm absolutely positive. What do you want me to, do you want me to play the start of one one five? Okay. All right. Whatever episode it was, Ross, you still owe him an apology, and and we should get him on the phone so that you can give him give it to him live. Daryl says none of that is true. I really don't want to give credence to it. It's just rubbish. There's no way that 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 there's any possible chance of confusion over that. It didn't happen, okay? Was it was he addressing me directly? He was. He said <laughs> especially to Ross McQueen, who talks about my demands like I'm some kind of now, maniac. Now in fairness, <laughs> what's he gonna say? Yeah, I, I asked for all that. I'm a complete wanker. Well, no, he would actually not say anything, and, and that would truly not give any credence to any of the but rubbish. He, but he in an interview with Darren Devlin uh, in the Herald Sun, he uh, he spoke about how really all he wanted to do was he thought maybe five series, maybe six series, and then it's seven series. He thought, well, this is all I've got to give the show, and uh, and I don't think the show and I have anything to give each other anymore. Uh, and it was well, he time thinks to he's leave. going out on top. Yeah, and um, interestingly, apparently uh, he, he says that I think they should do another season and hit the refresh button. I didn't know that Channel Seven had the refresh button <laughs> at the moment. And have you seen it? It is massive and green, and it's just bang. Channel Seven are hitting that thing. Refresh, refresh. <laughs> Don't they use that for uh, for bingo night? <laughs> In fairness, I I never said that the allegations were necessarily true. I just said that they were allegations. And if you remember. I was doing a witty parody saying that I was asking for those things that he was asking for, and you two still haven't answered my demands. That's actually, <laughs> actually, now that you say, uh, yes, it was uh, episode 114. And it should have been <laughs> box cutters with Ross McQueen. No, it shouldn't. And there should be a Winnebago out because I need my hair and makeup done for the video podcast. <laughs> See, it's, it's that easy, Ross. <laughs> it's really that easy. Suddenly, it's just box cutters with Josh and Brett. Yes. That's how easy it is. And in fact, if you if you're following kind of, vis- if you're following kind of <laughs> breakfast <laughs> breakfast radio naming schemes, then the the with uh, personality is not actually part of the team. They're kind of like a special guest. Mm. But but we are all family, Ross, and you can't be it, just it, a special turning, guest. Turning the mic off with a visual gag for the uh, video podcast. There is no so video that podcast. Ad- that is admitting there is one. <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly, I would give you, I would give you one week. Without you. <laughs> Lasting with Cropley. Oh. <laughs> I'd give Sorry, with DJB. <laughs> Mr. B. Mr. B. Mr. B. To you. I'd give, I'd give Cropley one week before I stabbed him without you stepping in front of the knife and saying, no, Josh, put it down. Put it down. Please, put anyway, it down. But anyway, apologies so, to Daryl. So, so Daryl's... If they're... Daryl says, says, no, none, none of that's true. And uh, it was his decision and his decision alone. He's got some uh, Summer's Carol productions that overseas interests are, are looking at. That's what he's saying. That's yes. what he's saying. And uh, and he's oh, also if, if thank God you're here, he could do it. Now who's doubting him? And as soon as uh, <laughs> Ross, I'm facetiously asking you to apologise to Daryl. <laughs> oh, for, 
oh, fascism. <laughs> That's what you're doing. The, uh, the, the other thing he's, he's saying is uh, he did get requests from other networks. He's not saying who. <laughs> uh, to, uh, to come on board and, uh, and he's turned them down. He is looking at maybe developing variety style show. He's not sure whether or not he's going to be uh, front of camera or just producing. But those are the things that he's, he's looking towards. So... In the uh, and, and he was very frustrated because he thought with Dancing with the Stars, the grand final would be the kind of show that you could have in a major venue and do a half-hour red carpet thing. It'd be a fantastic spectacular, just like the Logies. Which you know what is, I to be fair to Daryl, and I very rarely am, but to, to be fair to Daryl, that's that's the sort of dumb thing that could probably work. Like the Logies do. Like the Logies do. I, I mean, in that in that same way. Do they really work? Well, they don't work for us, but they write. They write better. Yeah, it it really it really writes, and people do do love celebrities. But they already have that, don't they? Not with Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's today tonight. <laughs> well, yes. The episode before and after. Yeah, that's that is true. But red carpet shows have just become a who did you gown? Mm. It's such a waste of time these yep. days. Yeah. In Channel Nine news, mm-hmm. uh, which. When's, when are we getting some Channel 9 news? I know, every week. No Channel 9 news. No Channel 9 news. Uh, Channel 9, we announced a, a couple of weeks ago that Channel 9 were going to have a huge lineup over summer, had a huge lineup for, for the new year, uh, and were, were really excited about everything that they were showing. And we were not so excited about everything they were showing. Big Bang Theory is on Channel 9, isn't it? Not anymore. Oh, no. Big Bang Theory, New Adventures of Old Christine. uh <gasps> Are being pulled? They're, they've pulled New Adventures of Old Christine. I know. Smelly Adventures of Useless Christine. I know. Waking the Dead is going to uh, move from Sunday night to Saturday night at 9.30. And they're going to start showing movies again on the Sunday night. I don't know if they're going to call it Sunday night at the movies, but I would love that if they had the uh, the, the same vanity uh, video that, that went before it. And uh, I, I used to love Sunday night at the movies. Uh, is that where all the dots bounce into the cinema? N- no, no, uh, maybe. The Channel Nine used to have a before a movie thing where all the dots bounced bounce into, into the a cinema, cinema to watch silver. the to watch the, the the big screen movie. So I mean, they can they can have that back now that the dots are back. Yeah, the balls, dots. The uh, we, we were told they're officially called yes. dots as dotty. Now they were talking about uh, returning Nip Tuck and returning Hotel Babylon. Yeah, these things got pulled before they actually made it to air. I know, shelved mm. Nip Tuck and. You know, if I was a fan of Nip Tuck, which I'm not, but I know lots of people who are. With Australia's own Julian McMahon. I mm. would be so... This is... They've treated Nip Tuck worse than they treated Sopranos, The Sopranos. West Wing. Worse than Channel 10 treated The Shield. I think Nip Tuck has just been... And why not just put it on at 10.30 over summer? The people who want to watch it are going to watch it at that time because they like it. Either that... Or they've already downloaded it. And, I mean, that's what they did with the first two series of Nip Tuck, and it worked very well for them. But somewhere along the line, I just thought... Yeah. And, and why are they worrying? We're out of rating season. I, I have no idea. They were also going to show repeats of Things to Try Before You Die. Apparently, repeating Things to Try Before You Die is not one of the things you should do before you die. <laughs> and so they're replacing that with new episodes of What a Year with Bert Newton and Julia Zemiro. <laughs> really? Well, I've got... 20 odd episodes of that in the can you yeah. imagine like, they've got nothing to do with so that uh, I, I get all of that information from uh, the blog TV Tonight 
uh, I think mm. it's important to, to mention what, that. Also on there was uh, news that Channel 10 are cutting the 4400 and uh, the Dead Zone. Mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, neither of which I, I really care about. Dead Zone I actually quite enjoyed. And, and there was that, that kind of... Uh, adolescent thrill of uh, Anthony Michael Hall being in there being the nerd from uh, The Breakfast Club the, and, the, and the jock from uh, from Edward Scissorhands yeah. yes, uh, the 4400 too just got canned this week in the US I that's think. right So, uh, mm. which was, I, I also think way, way, way too long that show went on for it mm. was, the miniseries was no good and if the miniseries is no good how is the ongoing series going to be any good it's not like V where the miniseries was genius and the ongoing series yeah quite disappointing mm. speaking of uh, genius uh, Survivor wrapped up this week in the States so uh, if you uh, if you tend to check out TV websites uh, or you know that that sort of thing try to avoid the international ones because you'll uh, you'll obviously get a big fat spoiler over who won but uh, as they often do what, was it the mongols <laughs> did they win as they <laughs> often do at the uh, at the end of the no, series no because they had the shitty wall <laughs> shitty wall <laughs> they announced the plans for uh, for next season and uh, there had been leaked word i think we discussed it on here that uh, that they were doing another all-star series yes of survivor well they're actually doing a slightly different concept. It's called uh, Fans versus Favourites. Ah. So it looks like they're going to have, uh, have 10 favourite people from, uh, from past series and probably 10 fans. And I, I assume by fans, they're talking hardcore, watched every episode, always desperate to be on Survivor fans. So are these people so desperate and so kind of unhinged that there was no possibility that they would get into a normal the episode through the normal casting kind of uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. They, they haven't, they haven't uh, specified any further than, than their fans. But, um, mm. uh, but I, I personally, I think this is good. You weed out all the people like uh, uh, Courtney in this series who, you know, oh, I've never watched an episode of Survivor in my life. <laughs> I applied by mistake. You know, that kind of moron mentality that you get. I, I, as a Survivor fan, I want to see people who are students of the game, yeah, who, who studied it and who say, you know, who... who find it you know and like myself i mean i would never go on survivor because i can't i'm not an american citizen but uh you know you always think oh what would i do in that situation well, could i survive that long you look Ooh. you look at the way that uh boston rob changed the game so much yeah when when he was in it and and he uh you know had obviously studied the way people think about these things and and had uh had tried to do something different he did the same thing in amazing race mm. uh if some of these fans could do that again, turn the game on its head, have mm. people continually guessing, and uh, and it, it would make great TV, especially when they're coming up against uh, coming up against people who've been on it and done it all before. That'll be very interesting. Uh, but there was uh, a leak uh, of the names of the favourites on the internet. Now I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if this is legit or not, but. Um, but it possibly is. Uh, there's James and Amanda from the current series of Survivor. Right. So that's the uh, that's the big black uh, grave digger, and uh, Amanda's the one with the blurred bottom. That, that grave digger is a very strong man. He's a very He's big a very man, very isn't he? Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Survivor Fiji, which was the series before, there's Yao Man. 
Oh, excellent. Uh, from who's, who's more cunning than strong? Yep, I like yep, that about definitely. Uh, from Cook Islands, there was Ozzy, who uh, who I think was part monkey, judging by the way he could climb trees and, and yes. all the rest of it. He was quite amazing. And uh, Josh, you'll be pleased. Parvati is back. And uh, Brett, I don't know. You, you didn't. Pavati is is like the greatest survivor eye candy I've ever seen. And she, so just, she wasn't just blurred from neck to she, ankle. No, no, no. <laughs> she, she wasn't a great. She wasn't a great player, and she uh, she got eliminated fairly early on. I don't think she made the jury. Uh, she got eliminated like third or something, and I was really, really disappointed, uh, and uh, and stopped watching the series after because Pavati's not in it. There's no reason for me to watch. And also, uh, Johnny Fairplay makes a return. Is, is he going to shit on anyone's bed? <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't know. That, that that was what made me think maybe the list isn't isn't that legit. I mean, surely he has. Surely he has pissed off enough people that, that they would never ask him back on Survivor. Except that they also know that if he's on, people are going to watch. Survivor fans are definitely going to watch. Uh-oh. <laughs> He would have the biggest target on his back oh, out of I, anybody. <laughs> I think. I think he would just be because you wouldn't want him on your team at all. You just. You'd just be gunning for him. Surely. Yeah. Surely. But that that would be fun to watch anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that. So that uh, that's coming on the states in February. Uh, honestly, who knows if Channel Nine will ever show this series? Presumably, they probably will just after they switch off the analog signal. <laughs> Possibly. Which the date has now been pushed back again. 2013. 2013, yeah, definitely. Nationally. They're talking about 2009 in uh, the metro areas. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Really? Yep. And then four years for, for country Australia to get mm. on board. Uh, see how... That was actually the best segue we've ever done into news on this show, ever. Uh, Brett, you've got some news about NBC in the US. Yes, uh, after having uh, nothing from the NBC with their late night chat shows from Jay Leno and Conan O'Brien, they've announced that. They and this will- is as, as a result of the writer's strike? As a result of the writer's strike, so uh, nobody there to actually put their words together for the monologues. Uh, they'll be returning on January the 2nd, two without- months after uh, they went off in sympathy with the strikers. Without. Without writers. Without writers. Uh, there's been no breakthrough in the negotiations and there's no scheduled negotiations. Um, so they figure that uh, it's around uh, about time because uh, basically everybody else that works on the show is, has been out of work uh, for the last two months. Well, and this, so- is why, this is why I'm in two minds about it. On, on the one hand, they seem kind of like scabs. On the other hand, uh, Yes, there there are all the crew, all the below the line staff mm-hmm. who uh, who have not been earning any money. I mean, uh, I think all the TV, all the hosts have been paying their crew out of their own pocket. Uh, Letterman started it, and then and then that moved on. But this is also so obviously bullying by NBC to to do this. That's that's how I read it. That NBC have said no, you you've got to be back on the air. You absolutely have to be back on the air January second. Doesn't matter if we come to a if we come to an agreement or, or not. Interestingly, Worldwide Pants, owned by David Letterman, yeah, which which runs that show, which, yes. which runs which runs uh, late night late night with David Letterman, also runs the the Craig Ferguson uh, show. Uh, they are in negotiations with the Writers Guild, saying they would also like to come back on January second, 
but they are actually negotiating with the Writers Guild, uh, saying that they are willing to agree to the writers' demands within their control. So, obviously, things like uh, digital rights, uh, not digital... uh, Online. Online rights, internet rights, something like that, in their control, they can do it. Toilet breaks, no problem at all. But uh, other things like DVD, where it's not a huge part of their business, possibly not. I found that quite interesting. I also found that uh, found interesting this week that uh, the awards shows, the Oscars and uh, the Golden Globes, were looking at getting uh, writers on board for their shows. Tried to talk to the Writers Guild, tried to get special permission for these shows. The Writers Guild said, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's it's quite interesting that they would just shun the awards like that, but here worldwide pants out to to try to w- work out a deal there i think it it shows that yes uh, sympathy with your cause can go a, a long way to, to actually reaching a conclusion I, I don't, a, a one-off awards show isn't gonna gonna give them any any traction on actually getting the rest of the well, industry and, and to, also the, to go along with it the but awards, if, if the they're working with show. worldwide pants you've got a nightly show that's going on that has agreed to all of those uh claims and that's that's you know they they can then go to the uh, AMPTP and say look Dave Letterman can do it why can't the rest of you get your shit together and do it well and also the awards shows really are for the producers because it's the producers who end up making the big bucks out out of the awards shows because they get all the all the publicity for their movies and their TV shows and couldn't be a better thing to get rid of writers for award shows if you apart from the uh, hosting jokes. The, the writing is always terrible. It really is. So it'd be much better to have people get up and just say, here are the nominees, the winner is, rather than Except have this stilted kind of, gee, Jennifer, I don't recognise you with your clothes on. Uh, <laughs> Except for that one great year when Debbie Reynolds came out to, to give an award at the Oscars. Carrie Fisher was uh, a, complained a big writer. About the writing. Com- complained about the writing mm. and then they had a little fight. That was really funny. Other that that was a, a, a great little joke, but other than that, no. Mm. Now, one of the things that goes along with uh, the talk shows coming back is there's still uncertainty about whether top celebs will be uh, agreeing to go on the shows or uh, refuse to go on in, in support of the writers. Well, and again, uh, if Worldwide Pants had uh, an agreement with the writers, that would free up any celebrities to go on and spruik all, all their wares. Yep. Uh, and if Letterman's getting all the all the celebrities and Leno and Conan are not, that's that's also going to be a, a huge punch. Yeah, yeah. In the face of the... Uh, and it'll be a huge... It'll be massive for CBS to actually get rolling again properly. I'm, yes. I'm kind of enjoying the old, uh, the old Letterman's because they're going right back into the vault. So it's, it's, it's good to see some of the... Yeah. Um, I mean, they're not going be, way, way back, obviously, but they're going, you know, they're going back... Uh, 99? Uh, yeah, a couple of years. And but, but they're not going back to 93, to, to the first n- no, year? No, no, they're not, going, they're not going that far back, but uh, I think if they, they figure if they go to the old set, people will get confused. <laughs> yes. uh, I hadn't realised David changed so much. Yeah, yeah, and it's... Although uh, they haven't gone back to before he was wearing glasses, as far as I've seen. So it's, 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 it's no longer high def or widescreen, but it's, it's interesting seeing the. But they, they have gone back the to old... before the heart attack as well, before the, the yeah. bypass. Yeah, so it's interesting seeing the uh, the old episodes. Um, the Writers Guild uh, is saying that hosts uh, Leno and O'Brien would not be able to tell any of their own jokes because they're part of the Writers Guild, and that would be considered writing. Mm. Yeah, I think that's it's really interesting. This would be obviously in a. 
uh, in a pre-written joke scenario, not in an interview. I told a joke scenario. Yeah. So, so if they don't, think don't, of it, don't they have to but write don't it? Don't write it down. So, yeah. so if I so if I'm interviewing Brett and I think of a witty witty thing, am yeah. I in breach if I'm in the writing? No, 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 no. That's that's no, fine. That's, but if you write it down. But you're if you're doing, if so, you're doing so a monologue... So if I think beforehand, oh, I'll ask Brett this and I jot it down. Uh-huh. Yeah, then I I'm in breach. breach. That's that's how I would do it. I would wow. be that strict. Really? That strict. Ross, you've got uh, a last piece oh, of news. Well, some fantastic news. Uh, Newstopia will be back in 2008, which is, uh, which is fantastic. I, an, I love that show. Yeah, yeah. Absolute, uh, absolute gem. Oh, you changed your tune. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it, it really is. It really is a great show. It's it's a, a joy to watch. And You've got used to it not having an audience. That's okay. I really, I really look forward to uh, to to getting it every Wednesday night. And last week I was uh, last week week before whatever whenever it ended, mm. I was uh, I was quite sad to go. Oh, that's it for the year. Yeah, but apparently yeah. it's January February. They're looking at bringing it back. Yeah, I'm not sure when, but the, just the fact that it'll be back that we've got something to look forward to is uh, is great news. Hooray. And hopefully it'll just keep on going. Yeah. Like, not, not actual seasons, but be like the news, we think. If, if uh, I think that would be a tremendous strain to do it all year. I, I could imagine them doing it in short little bursts, like 10 or 12 episodes, then two or three months off, and then another 10 or 12 episodes. Because it is very tightly written. Yes. Yes. Be, be a lot of work. Mm. And that is the Box Cutters News. Are you one of those that follows the Follows the Angelis? I can talk as much as I want. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. I've got another thrush ad. Oh, dear. I know. This one has, I don't even know the brand of thrush treatment. It's not an ad for thrush. Because that that's just Kinaston? how it just no it's <laughs> I don't know what it is it's got a C in it somewhere uh, oh Kinaston Kinastrust <laughs> uh, there's a, there's a pharmacist telling us all about this wonderful treatment and you know she's a real pharmacist because she has huge problems reading an auto cue <laughs> uh, and she's telling us how, how wonderful this uh, this treatment is and then that that cuts to her actually talking to. Uh, a, a customer who comes in uh, looking for some kind of thrush treatment. And she asks the customer, have you used a capsule before? Have you used a capsule before? <laughs> like, are you familiar with the concept of swallowing? How simplistic does she want to make that? No, no. You think it's that? I think it's that. Have you used a capsule before? So, so you think it's something that they swallow? It, it is something that they swallow. Are you sure? It's in capsule form. Yeah. You swallow capsules. What no. Do you, do you think it's? Not do you think it's like? Do you think it's like a capsule that you go into and then submerge yourself in water, uh, <laughs> deep down several no, leagues no, under I, the sea? I, I suspect it'll actually be a capsule that is inserted into the affected area, I mean, rather than a cream, which is a topical kind of thing. I think they're really talking about a capsule that you swallow, Brett. In fact, I'm pretty sure later on in the ad... That, you, that you're not absolutely sure. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure that later on in the ad, they, uh, they, they show someone swallowing a capsule. So, what are they saying? Don't take it like this. 
<laughs> really? I don't they know. They show it's, that? I'm pretty sure they show that. I'm pretty sure they I'm show that. I'm pretty sure they show that. I don't know. I was very drunk at the time. Who? Oh. <laughs> no, really? How's, how else would you use a capsule? Insertion into the it's, infected area. No. That, no, no, fully. Why wouldn't it be? Because it's it's about putting a capsule in your mouth. <laughs> swallowing it. Not necessarily. Which would be why you would need to ask. Well, Have you used a capsule before? You don't swallow it. I, uh, well, okay, well then fair enough. I don't buy it. Brett does buy it. I'm not he sure. He uses it regularly. I, uh, I, I'm sorry to say that I'm actually going to have to lower the tone a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cricketers in this, uh, in this country have a long history of, uh, of doing advertisements uh, and they're always terrible. We've got uh, Steve Waugh with his... Mm, Insurance, you know that one. So what? It's, uh, uh, like is it a is press conference? Or? No, it's A N H or something. Is it a uh, press conference? And they say, "Oh, can you recommend some good insurance?" Uh. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, there's Mark Wall with his nasoral uh, nose spray. Oh, ads. those ads are genius! Come on. Uh, <laughs> there's Mark Taylor with his uh, Fujitsu Pazvision. This <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring this up weeks ago, and and I have. Who thought it would be a good idea to put Mark Taylor in, in an ad? He's he's not the he, he really he can't enunciate properly. He's great when he's talking about cricket, but he, he just anyway. Sorry, go on. And there's uh, of course there's uh, Shane Warne, and, and before that uh, Greg Matthews with their uh, fantastic yeah, advanced yeah. hair ads. Uh, KFC, on the other hand. Is a is a Hall of Fame member, the only Hall of Fame member for uh, box cutters. I don't buy it, uh, but uh, over summer their ads particularly come into their own. You combine the two, and you've got something like the perfect storm, uh, the perfect shitstorm, possibly. <laughs> uh, this ad's a little bit disturbing. It's the latest batch of KFC ads. They've actually got real footage of cricketers from games. And they've uh, they've overdubbed them, so uh, you know the batsman will be offered light, and uh, you know to go off for play for bad light, and they'll uh, and they'll say, oh yeah, uh, Ponting was going to get a bucket of KFC. Uh, they're they're all kind of witty like that. They get a wicket. They all <laughs> yeah, run. You're kidding. That's that's it. No, most of this is just cricketers uh, overdubbed going, oh yum, let's go get a bucket of chicken. Now are they are they overdubbed with their own voices or both? That's the really creepy and disturbing part. I mean, overdubbing isn't isn't the the high point of comedy anyway. But there's something really creepy. It is their own voices. They're overdubbing themselves, and uh, actors being uh, actors uh, cricketers not being the best actors in the world anyway. Uh, for example, there's one ad with Michael Clark, and he's talking to an umpire, and he's talking about how uh, Ricky Ponting wanted to go get a bucket of chicken and then he went and got a bucket of chicken and then he ate all the bucket of chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Then they cut to Ricky Ponting licking his lips, overdubbed with, oh, that bucket of chicken (laughs) was really good. And then they cut back to Michael Clark laughing with the umpire. It's it's, it's great that KFC have really worked up their uh, product (laughs) names. Bucket of chicken, it just makes me want something. Seriously. (laughs) Do do you think that that ACB said, look, we're we're quite happy to have KFC sponsorship. Uh, We're quite happy to use our cricketers, but none of our cricketers are going to appear with any chicken. (laughs) 
<laughs> quite possibly because because there's uh yeah because there's not and there's a million and one of these ads they've 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 overdubbed just about every bit of footage from the last couple of seasons including one where they're they're at drinks and uh they're all gathered together and someone says hey did you realize today's cricket is sponsored by kfc and somebody else goes how did you know and he goes i read it on the scoreboard <laughs> Yeah. That's absolutely terrible, but mm. man, I want a bucket of chicken. <laughs> Hi, Rob Brealey, executive producer of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? You're listening to Box Cutters, and I'm here with three of the most handsome men I think I've ever met in my entire life. Isn't that nice? It's lovely. Yes. It's lovely. You'll hear more about Rob Brealey later on in the show. Uh, I wanted to... Later in on the in this show? Later on in this show... You'll hear more about you'll Rob... You'll hear more about Rob Brealey. Really? I'm promising that. For at the end of the Tell show. Tell what this crap TV bit is. No. <laughs> okay. The Ernie and Bert bit? No. <laughs> He's no, in well, the this shooters. Is, this, is, this is the last proper show of the year. That's true. It's That's the last true. proper show of the year. I've got to do some forward announcing okay. later on in the show. Oh, I thought that was all going to be a surprise. Well, it's not anymore. <laughs> unless we get rid of this bit. Now, tell me, satisfaction. Satisfaction. is. Does the show represent the feeling of watching it? Does the name... <laughs> Represent. You know what I'm trying to say. Well, okay, this, this is what it's about. Uh, J- Justine Bateman is Jenny Lee, the lead singer of a struggling rock band, Mystery. She falls in love with Martin Falcon, played by Liam Neeson, and she's encouraged to tour the band to... No, that's y- something else. I don't know what it is, but it's something else. <laughs> it's Satisfaction. That's I looked it up on IMDb. That's uh, Ah, is there a movie called Satisfaction? Yeah, there is. See, that joke would have worked <laughs> so much better if you were up on that. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's that's a movie <laughs> with with somebody Bateman. Justine Bateman. Not, not Jason? No. Uh, so I thought it was Rue from Home and Away. We just mixed up the surname. <laughs> now, this is uh, Satisfaction is uh, in a Melbourne high-class brothel. We follow the professional and personal lives of some of the women who work there. Now, let's obviously, controversy comes out of that. Mm. Uh, sex working, sex, all that kind of controversy. Let's put all that aside. Let's also put aside the inaccuracies of what things are actually like in a brothel. Because these are the things that people get stuck on when talking about a show like Satisfaction, and, and Satisfaction in, in particular. They go, oh, well, that's, that's factually inaccurate. Uh, yeah, oh, they wouldn't be doing that. In, uh, that's against the law and cannot do that in a brothel. And, and oh, I've never seen anything like that. And, and, oh, all this sex, all they're doing is talking about sex. And, so, and it's... Let's get rid of that. And there was a lot of outrage before it even gone to air about uh, the AFC or whatever government funding body giving money to a show about brothels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, and glamorising <laughs> prostitution and all that controversy. Let's get let's put it aside because that's not what the show is about. What we have is a show that's created by one of the greats of Australian television, Roger Simpson. Uh, people may remember, along with Roger Lemesure. They were often called just The Rogers. Uh, he created Halifax FP, Good Guys, Bad Guys, Stingers. They used to host This Is Your Snowy. Life, didn't they? N- no. <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. Oh, was that about. Roger Clemson? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's too obscure even for me, Brett, but well done. Well done. So, so, so they've made great shows. Great shows in the past. Some of the, the greatest. I think Good Guys, Bad Guys was one of the greatest shows we've seen in this country for a long time. The man is really a legend. But uh, Le Measure uh, retired a few years ago. Yes, he did. And so, and so they're no longer working together. Simpson 
and his donkey still still going for it. Uh, his script for the first episode was a lot like a first year screenwriting student trying to make a point that has been better made by better people with more knowledge about the subject. It, it just it just seemed really undergraduate and uh, and disappointing. It was it was no in no way subtle, in no way intelligent, uh, in no way intriguing or or dramatic. It, it was a little bit like he'd forgotten how to write television. I was I was quite disappointed. So I discounted the first episode and watched the second episode. Now this show is on Showcase uh, on Foxtel. I don't have that channel, but it was uh, available on on demand for for a short time. So that's how I saw it. Uh, so I don't know if they're showing it with ads or how how it's working on Showcase. But on demand, they had no ads at all. Uh, and uh, and I took a look at the the second episode as well, and uh, it it had more subtlety and it had more intelligence. It also had a bit more cheese. That was all right. Uh, it wasn't too bad. Now I'm also quite uh quite conscious of how negative I was last week <laughs> about east west one o one so so I am trying to look at at uh, as much of the good side of this as possible because it's it's not the greatest show in the world it's not the best show that that it could be. The cast itself is a bit hit and miss uh Alison White and Madeline West are the two standouts in the cast, just uh, not only in terms of, of name, but also in terms of talent. Uh, Madeline and, West, really? Yeah, she's really good in this. Wow. I know. It's got to be the first thing she's good in. I know. Who knew? I, w- I would say. Who knew? I, but, I, she's been just appalling in everything, I would have said. But but hmm. she she really, uh, like, I was, I was surprised. Unlike, say, Alison White, who has been... Who's been excellent in, in everything. Hmm. Uh, I was I was really surprised because uh, the first time that we see Madeline West in the first episode, I was shocked that she was really outperforming the, the rest of the cast. Uh, and yeah, it turns out she's all right in this. Mm. Uh, Alison White is is fantastic, uh, and uh, some of the rest of the cast are, are making do with whatever one dimensional dialogue they get. But the the show follows the story of one woman. Uh, for for the entire episode, and uh, and the other characters kind of appear as interactions in in their time through that episode, but it concentrates on one woman go- going through her professional and, and personal life. Uh, I have to say that there are also there are opportunities here to tell stories about women, which we don't get much of a chance to do in this country, and uh, it's also not set in the bush, which is so hugely refreshing. For me, I, as far as I'm concerned, a, a city-based drama that doesn't revolve around cops, cops or hospitals is much needed in this country, and, and this is what we have it's in, quite in revolutionary. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, it is possible to look past all of the obvious flaws, and they do stand out like dog's balls in, in this show. They're, there are things that just hit you in the face and go, this is an inaccuracy or this is here as titillation or this is here to, to create some kind of controversy. Uh, and to get past that and to get into the story is a little bit of a challenge, but uh, but it, it's also a reasonably watchable show. I can't say it's it's nowhere near as watchable as Love My Way. And, I mean, I, I have problems with Love My Way, but that's because I, I find it so damn depressing. But it's it's not as... It's not as good, as polished, as uh, as enjoyable a, a piece t- 
to to appreciate as Love My Way, but is also a whole lot better than McLeod's Daughters. So that's uh, satisfaction. Is on two episodes of that. I saw two, two episodes of that. Mm. <laughs> there are only <laughs> two episodes three. available. Well, I actually, do you, actually, do you want me to go into uh, debt to, <laughs> to to get the show? I actually Jen? heard that uh, the 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 second episode had some scripting issues, and the third was much better. Well, oh. well, the second the second episode was already a lot better than the first episode. So if they improve over the ten episodes, then uh, did they have the same writers there? No, sure. different different writer, mm-hmm. different writer for the second episode. And is that how they're, they're continuing on with a different writer for each? Yep. I don't know. I know that they've got. You'd I've imagine seen, so. I've seen I mean, at least uh, six writers listed. Logistically, for a TV show, it's very hard to get one person to write the whole lot, unless you're Jimmy McGovern. Hmm. Uh, Baron Sorkin. It, it doesn't happen all that. No. Doesn't happen all that often. Uh, I mean, just the nature of television production. You need to have several scripts going at once. Now, sure, some people can can do that but you need to have you know them all at different stages um so i imagine they'd probably have quite a few writers yeah i think i think i saw six listed mm-hmm. uh it's possible that there were there were more and mm-hmm. there are names that you'll recognize uh in that list as well matt ford i think uh, has, has written some and uh uh it's if you've got showcases it's worth checking out mm. well the show i'm looking at this week is uh the tudors which uh surprised us all by uh getting some golden globe Nominations. Yes, uh, I hadn't actually heard of it, so I, uh, I did a bit of catching up on that. Uh, now we've talked on this show quite a bit about Showtime being having kind of that younger sibling uh, rivalry happening with with HBO, but uh, but I'm beginning to now wonder if their rivalry isn't more like uh, current affairs kind of shows, where uh, Showtime feels it has to match whatever HBO is doing regardless of whether it's a success or failure or not. Because uh, it's pretty hard to look at the Tudors and not think of Rome, which uh, was HBO's uh, two-season thing uh, show that came in the last couple of years. Uh, Rome, of course, was set in Rome around the time of Julius Caesar, and the Tudors is set in uh, 1500s England and tells the story of Henry VIII, who's played by... Uh, Jonathan Rhys Myers. Oh, he's a fantastic actor. Mm, is he from? Uh, he was in Titus. He's. Uh, you know what? I know the name. I know his face. I can't remember where I saw him, but I remember going. Oh, he was good in it. He yeah. was good in that. Yeah. Not not so in the cheaters. No, no, he's quite good. But I, I thought, oh, I know that name, and then I couldn't place him in anything, and then I looked at all the films he'd been in, and I couldn't place any of them. Right. Yeah. Maybe so, I've got maybe I've got the same problem. Yeah. Uh and it's uh also stars Sam Neill uh as Never heard of him. Cardinal Woolsey. Uh initially when eating, Sam Neill eating lots of meat. <laughs> uh not yet. Maybe no. later. Uh but originally when he came on I was kind of uh, my my initial reaction to Sam Neill was very oh god it's Merlin. But uh, cuz that was his last kind of similarly yes period drama but uh but he's actually quite good in this and it's written by michael hurst who uh ma- whose main claim to fame is he wrote both of the elizabeth movies right uh the golden age and elizabeth, and elizabeth. i think the first one was called uh this is a uh what i guess you'd lovingly call a romp 
the cast is majoritively young and sexy and historical inaccuracies abound, I am sure. I, I don't know too much about this period of English history, but uh, an awful lot seems to happen in a very, very short space of time. Right. And so any, um, I'm guessing that uh, they've condensed time at the very least. Any uh, full frontal nudity shots with the Brazilians sneaking in there? Like, at, uh, like Rome? Rome? They had in Rome? No, but there are, there are quite a lot of breasts in the first episode, but... Uh, but nothing more than that. It's good to be the king. <laughs> that is that is the uh, that is the uh, tagline for the show. How's the storyline? Uh, really, it, they ripped off Mel Brooks. <laughs> it's it's actually not too bad. I mean, it's very uh, elaborately staged, and uh, no expense is spared except possibly on the computer graphics of the right. castles, which which look so so. Uh, and it's no Rome, but. It's it's still an enjoyable watch. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to watching the rest of season one. I've watched two episodes, Brett. I'm sorry. Uh, apparently, but, apparently, season three just blows <laughs> episode it. Three. Episode, sorry, episode three blows it out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. But uh, they're in production for uh, for season two, so I hope they haven't used up all their material in season one. But you know, it's uh, it's certainly. Uh, I mean. It's the same thing as you were saying with satisfaction. People are always going to complain about, you know, oh, well, he shoots this kind of musket, which wasn't invented until 30 days after he shot it. You know, that kind yeah, yeah, of yeah. nonsense. But, uh, I mean, this is... It, it's television. Do, you know, he, don't, you can't complain about that stuff. Just, just You either enjoy it, it or go. you don't. Yeah. It's, I, I, remember, uh, I remember seeing a, a letter in the Green Guide saying, oh, well, they used, they used this word... Mm. This English, it was it was about a Vi- it was a show about Vikings. Yeah, yeah, they used this word, and this word didn't come into into circulation until 1814. So it couldn't have been used by the Vikings. Completely missing the point that they were speaking English. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. People are always always going to pick, move past it. Look at the storyline. Yeah, yeah, and they're not answering their mobile phones or looking at their digital watches. I'm I'm happy. <laughs> D- does he sing that song? I'm Henry the Eighth. I am. <laughs> that, 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 the eighth that's what the whole. Am, that's I what am. the whole show's based on. So I don't know how they're going to string it out to ten episodes because every know. time he comes on, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mind you, that song does have a lot of verses. So uh, yes. maybe they could get to the ten episodes. We'll wait and see. Well, you know, they could bust into a bit of uh, my old man's a dustman. <laughs> that doesn't fit. Henry the Eighth. That'd be fine. Why would his old man be a dustman? But he does. Uh, does he <laughs> in a little bit bring bringing my pipe? Because someone brought old King Cole his pipe and he was happy after that. Ah, oh, that's true. That's does, true. Could but then the blackbirds. He, he's <laughs> picking out their eyes. He, they did. They did the 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 cake came. The the pastry Orange came blackbirds. with the with the birds that flew out. Oh really? Yeah yeah that bit's happened. Oh. Uh, Thanks for the spoiler. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he's uh, he's too young and sexy to uh, to have a pipe yet. He's uh, he's only you know mid twenties, sleeping with every woman in his court that's not his wife. That's not his sister-in-law mm. and his wife. So that's the cheaters and satisfaction. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. We've uh, talked about late nights programming. Have a little we? bit on the program. Uh, this is uh, harking back to last Wednesday night's uh, Channel 10's exhibition of uh, the Letterman show. The late Last Wednesday, David it seems like only yesterday. I know. It does a little bit. It's kind of weird like that. It's the years flying. Um, 
And it was it was quite an interesting episode. Uh, it had a very flirtatious share share mm. um, doing that that song that uh, believe if you believe with the oh, yeah, vocoder. With, with kind the vocoder. Yes, and uh, I'm not sure if they actually faked it, but is she that, had like this little microphone that she was doing all the. Is that what she's saying? Because I, I saw a little bit of the show, and they said she was going to sing something from Madame Butterfly. Yes, did she sing that as well? That was a joke. That was a joke. That, yeah. that, ah. that song is from Madame Butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have known that. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm not up with my Pacini. And then uh, after Cher had finished, uh, Jerry Springer promoting uh, Ringmaster, the film and the book. I think it was 1999 or 2000. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thereabouts. Um, but it, it seems that, uh, well, either the networks are seriously starting to, to disrespect the shows or somebody just got bored, but they just cut it. They didn't go back after Jerry Springer for the sign-off and the, the closing credits. They just were suddenly showing the uh, opening credits for Life on a Stick. Really? Mm. Really? Mm. Oh. No ending. It just went to an ad, and then it was another show. What's wow. Life on a Stick? Life on a Stick is horrible. Horrible, horrible. It's got the stripper from What About Brian, um, but it's a few years earlier, so it's these high school kids working in a, you know... It's, it's, a, it's a laugh. There was a, dog store. There was it, a it's stripper a, in What About Brian? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a laugher sitcom. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like the, the Marjorie replacement. Oh, see, I didn't watch it then. It's, she she married the, the guy that was going to marry Marjorie. Oh, it's about, it's, yeah, it's about After guys. After like two minutes. People who work on a hot dog stand and they're young and, you know, they want to go out with each other and they have issues. And and there's a there's a melded family. and That sounds like more crap TV than, than, than Cutting Letterman. <laughs> hey, but it's like 12.30. But yeah, fair enough. What do you expect? Mm. Uh, but, uh, That's yeah. shocking treatment of Letterman. Mm. Yeah, what's... What? Thanks to our guests, just show it. It's he, 10 he, seconds. He does say tomorrow night, coming up tomorrow night, you know, and announces yeah, who yeah, the guests yeah. are going to be. They didn't cut it out for that. But usually if they do that and they're getting the, the repeats from the States, the, you know, they have Alan, Alan Coulter. Coulter. Maybe they can't have Alan Coulter doing that at the moment because somebody would have to write down which episode they're going to write a strike. But, but there's, you know what, one of my Otherwise he'd just have to know. Which who who the guests were? I like I like watching the end of Letterman. Yeah, somebody could just tell him. So, uh, Did he have to remember it? Whisper in his ear. Uh, I I like watching the end of Letterman just to see the worldwide pants vanity card and to see and, and see, to see what, what, what they say what they say um, and so you're missing out on that. Well, I like now like, I sense yeah, your pain. I like to just wring the last little drop out of Letterman. <laughs> if, <laughs> if if I've got through the guests I like the last whatever the last little gag is usually I uh, I usually turn off when the guests come on anyway so. yeah that's fair enough also you'd think that uh, given that they're showing the 4 to 3 ratio shows um, and it's got the uh, CBS logo uh, the Channel 10 watermark is is overlapping with the CBS watermark uh, you'd think they'd be able to put it somewhere else you should see it on 10 HD the logo is huge <laughs> I'll have to check it out hi this is Pete Smith You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters. A little bit of Ernie and Bert Gold. Uh, I was watching some of the very, 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 very old episodes with uh, with my son Fry. And uh, Ernie and Bert were in... Uh, Ernie was in his lounge room and he had this big fancy machine in front of him with like lights on it and all this other kind of stuff. And he's kind of fiddling with it and Bert comes in and says to him, oh, Ernie, what are you doing? You know, in that tone of voice that, you know, Josh uses whenever Brett says anything. And... Uh, <laughs> And and he said, oh, he says, Ernie, I've got this, uh, Bert, I've got this great machine that makes the letter A. And um, 
And Bert goes, Mike's an A? What are you talking about? And so and he goes, oh, watch this. You know, I push the button. And Bert goes, yeah, yeah, you push the button. He goes, I turn the handle. He goes, yeah, yeah, I turn the, you turn the handle. The machine starts shaking and the lights go on and off. A bit of smoke comes out and it shoots out this letter A. And Bert's suddenly very taken with it. And, uh, and he goes, wow, Ernie, that was fantastic in that voice that you never use when Brett says anything. <laughs> and uh, I reserve that for guests. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, he's obviously very taken with it. And so and he says, oh, okay, I'll do it again. So he says, oh, I'm pushing the button. Yeah, pushing the button. Oh, turning the handle. Yeah, turning the handle. Sheen shakes, lights go, bit of smoke, shoots out another letter A. And Bert obviously just thinks this is just fantastic. So he says... Ernie, can you do it again? And again, Ernie says, Bert, for you, old buddy, old pal, one more time. So I'm pushing the button. He's pushing the button. I'm turning the handle, turning the handle. Nothing happens. And Bert says, oh, what happened? And Ernie says, oh, nothing happened, Bert. And uh, Ernie, uh, Bert says, oh, yeah, maybe it's broken. And Ernie says, oh, I don't, I don't think the machine's broken, Bert. Well, what happened then? And Ernie says, oh, I think it must have just started raining outside. And then he says, raining outside? Why would that affect it? And he says, oh, this machine, it makes A while the sun shines. <laughs> <laughs> little that Fry. Fantastic. Little Fry didn't know what hit him. I'd, I almost <laughs> fell off the couch. I was laughing that much. It was absolute, oh. absolute genius. You know, and this, this is the thing about Bert and Ernie, and, and uh, I, I've been asked a few times, my favourite comedy pair or team is, you know, the, the other day I was at, uh, at my parents' house, a big function. My cousin says, oh, do, you, do you like Three Stooges? And, uh, well, I'm not a big Stooges fan. Well, who do you like? Bert and Ernie. Mm. Bert and Ernie, I think, are one of the greatest comedy teams of all time. And mm. uh, it's, it's one of the things that kept me watching Sesame Street all the way past when it was, you know, aimed at me as as a child and, and well into high school. Well, it was a little school. bit embarrassing and how old you were. Well, into high school, well into university, and basically until I got a job that meant that I couldn't actually watch it anymore. <laughs> uh, I kept watching it because their comedy routines were, were sensational. And you telling that story reminded me of uh, a, a time when I was uh, in Israel when I was 15. I, I went on a tour with, uh, with my dad. We went to, to Israel, went to, to the UK, and in Israel, they have Rechov Sumsum, which is the Hebrew version of Sesame Street, and they take a lot of the a lot of the sketches from existing Sesame Street. So their seat, their street scene is different, but a lot of the the cutaway sketches are the same, just with voiceovers with with their voices dubbed. And uh, I wasn't very good at Hebrew; I didn't didn't know much Hebrew. But uh, it was that it was that scene where. Uh, Bert has some cookies, and Ernie thinks, "Oh well, I'll just eat a little bit of the cookie." And uh, and, and because I knew it off by heart, I knew exactly what was happening. It, it suddenly became kind of universal, and it's, it's one of those great things about Bert and Ernie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if if you're a fan of the older stuff, uh, I actually found on Amazon you can buy old school Sesame Street DVDs. Really? Which, yeah, I didn't know that. I think there's uh, two or three volumes each with uh, six of the hour long episodes on. So, uh, so that's fantastic news, you know, for people who uh, who aren't so uh, into Elmo and 
you know, Rosita and all the newer kind of characters. So it's got Mr. Hooper. Yeah, yeah, well, old school. I'm presuming it, it could go way back to the 60s. and uh, Before definitely. Snuffy was seen by any of the Yeah, yeah, ups. yeah. See, that's, that's stupid that they can see uh, they can see Snuffy. And also, uh, you may have noticed I posted a very funny uh, Sopranos meets Sesame Street bit on the blog, which is advertising a uh, Elmo special that's coming up later, uh, just before Christmas, I think. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to that as well. Mm. Okay, question three. Which can I- all these going to be about war? No, I got loads of. I got one on tennis. One on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Our quiz is brought to you by Crumpler, whose bags I can guarantee you will keep the rain. Off whatever it is inside the bag. I got caught in that torrent last week, mm. uh, just walking down the street, caught in it, and my pants, my shirt, my hair, everything sopping wet. The outside of my bag completely wet. There was stuff inside my bag that I thought was uh, was going to be ruined for sure. Opened up my bag, everything there, bone dry. Mm. Uh, so, Crumpler, good on you. Thank you very much. Now, Brett, do you good have way. the question? You've had week. a week. Well, he's had two weeks. Two weeks. Come on, croppers. I've got three questions. Three questions? <laughs> We've only I was, got one giveaway. <laughs> I was, I was you thinking, didn't have to do something no, for the previous two all, weeks. They all follow on. They all follow on. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of doing something for Christmas, given that it's our... our, our just pre-Christmas show, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought, mm-hmm. an old show that gave me the same feeling to an extent that Christmas gives me was Family Ties. Ah, ah right. Shalalala. So I thought I'd uh, go down Ross, that, that, was that, was that, that was the, the answer. answer. <laughs> that was the answer to one of the questions. <laughs> it could have been. <laughs> you, he, gave me that, he gave me that look. <laughs> the first part of the question... Oh. Of, of stanza. Stanza. So, you, you have the first to, stanza. Can we can we set the rules out? You have to answer every single part of this question to win a crumpler. To be fair, Brett usually likes to ask the question and then figure out the rules. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm trying to do it the other way no, around. No. You must answer part one and part three. Part two is just a, a just, bit of an opportunity to show off. Just to make oh. it more complicated. <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't part three be the opportunity to show off? No. Because it follows on from part one. (laughs) Give us the name of the character from Family Ties, whose greeting was, hey, for bonus points, just to show off, spell, hey. Oh, Oh, you see, it's all making sense. Part B, part C. Part C, give us the name of the dog that was at the end of every episode. Ah. So this is this is family times we're talking about here. What is the name of the character who would greet everyone with? A. How do you spell? A. And what is the name of the dog that would appear at the end of every episode of Family Times? Send your answers to those questions to hooray at boxcutters.net. And ne- you have like a month. Yeah. Almost. I, I, we haven't... Uh, we're not going to announce this on the, uh, on the end of year list show? I don't think I don't think we're going to have time. Let's say a month. Should we say a month? No, fine. You have <laughs> until you have until eleven a.m. on Monday, the thirty-first of December. Yes, note the mm-hmm. earlier closing time. Yes, eleven a.m. Monday, the thirty-first of December, to get your answers to those questions into hooray at boxcutters.net. Uh, 
or you can go via the uh, contact us link on the blog at boxcutters.net. Mm-hmm. Send your answers by 11 a.m. Monday, the 31st of December, what? and you will win a crumpler thing. Mr. Black. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, um, what do bonus points entail? Nobody understands what that means. No, yeah. one, no, no. no one gets the bonus. <laughs> the bonus points, all the bonus points mean is that we will read out your answers on here. Make us laugh. Okay. We like it when you make us laugh. Mm. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. Now, I uh, caught a bit of the Extras Christmas special. Um, you hate that show. Why would you do that to yourself? I, I, I don't know. I... I'm not going to go on and on again about how I find it just mean and unfunny because that clearly the way it is. But uh, I was a bit surprised that uh, No Network Here has picked it up. ABC. I mean, ABC, did they show both They show both series of extras. They did show both series of extras, but they uh, they haven't bought the Christmas special as yet. But they so never showed the first season Christmas special of The Office. Was the there time a, until well was after. It, oh, the, 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 end, the final episode of The Office. Yeah, 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 the big yeah, Christmas yeah. special. Yeah, yeah, but they but they did eventually show. Foxtel actually bought the rights to that, and they showed it first on UK TV, I believe. Okay, yeah, um, but yeah, I'm just interested. And in potentially, that. there may be some international programming thing that they don't want any, any other territory to have it um, when they're showing it in the UK. No, 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 because it's showing in the US they, as well. They've, they're trying to sell it, but no one's interested in buying. Apparently, oh. which uh, seems very odd because the show's not great. I yeah, heard but it's during very the week. Popular. Like I don't understand. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. And and I haven't. I meant to get onto the uh, Foxtel website to check this out before the show, and and didn't get a chance to. Outrageous Fortune mm-hmm. apparently is also showing on a Foxtel channel. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! So you can get it three times a week on three, three t- different channels. Probably three different series as well. Jeez, what 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 a shocker! Why, why is anybody showing it? I, apart from the fact that it's cheap, it was nominated for awards in New Zealand. And and why can't Australian <laughs> writers script something that's so successful that we can sell into other countries? Three times, yes, <laughs> on three different channels. Yes. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. You've you've got to think the odds of that are pretty slim. Yeah, I mean, maybe for a good show you could imagine that happening, but for something like Outrageous Fortune, why? that's just that's just terrible. But uh, still, Shelley Long, Bette Midler. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, during the week, last week, a couple of Lost trailers came out. The first one was just kind of a 30-second, uh, didn't really give much away. The second one was about two minutes and was very, very interesting. Did you Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I watched you? it for sure. But what about spoilers? I'm, I'm not too worried about spoilers from a preview like that. Be- because, okay, because okay, it's lost. I couldn't resist. Right, why <laughs> would they put spoilers in there? Well, you know, even when they don't mean to put spoilers, you know, I don't, I don't watch the, I don't watch the trailers for films. The bit with Jack mm-hmm. getting shot was was complete spoiler, right? And uh, and and what about Locke's wedding? Locke's wedding, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it Locke's wife? <laughs> uh, anyway, if she got turned into a pillar of salmon, <laughs> uh, if you uh, if you're interested and you're not concerned about the uh, 
uh, about the possible spoilers. There weren't too many spoilers in there. Uh, Go to uh, 48151623242.com, which has very in-depth discussions about it and uh, freeze frames and screen caps and all that kind of stuff going through. uh, Picking up all the stuff that you just can't see when you watch it. I love those nerds. I love those nerds so much. I saw a still the other day and and I realised that I've forgotten what Charlie wrote on his hand. Uh, not Not her boat. Not Penelope's boat. Which you know, I, I've, we had Justin Hamilton on uh, to talk about Lost uh, when it when it finished here, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was talking to him a, a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about that moment again, and how how much we both hated Charlie as a character, and mm. uh, and how wonderful that moment was, and mm. how it just it turned us on Charlie completely, and, and now it's like, oh Charlie, mm. oh, it was the last two episodes that they they turned him around. Mm. And, but that that where last stop being such a little. But cock. that last moment, we're sure it's it, it's going to be you know get some message back to to what's her name with the baby, mm. and uh, and and no, it's just you know a selfless act. Yep, and uh, so, ooh, shivers. January <laughs> uh, January thirty first that will screen in the US. Hopefully, a day or two later here in Australia. Uh, I also there was a news article about. Uh, um, Natalie Gauchi is that is that the winner winner of, uh, of Idol Idol where uh, where and, she and was, also and also several Melbourne Cups yes <laughs> uh, where she was complaining about insults apparently um, Sandalands had said she was ugly or had fat legs or I mean is this just Snoresville I mean they with, have to have an evil judge he has to be a dickhead he has to say stupid things. Like the whole game of Idol is just yeah, it's but he doesn't just pissing me off but so he much. He doesn't need to send the emails long after the show's done. Mm. He doesn't. He doesn't need to call her up in the middle of the night because <laughs> you're ugly. You got fat legs. I think that's going above and beyond. He doesn't need to set up a MySpace profile as a young boy and and <laughs> lure her into falling in love with him online and and then turning on her and getting all all her friends to post hateful comments on her MySpace blog. Surely. That's the most imaginative you've been in all the time. <laughs> Have you followed the, followed the Laurie what's yeah. her face? No thing? idea, no. With the, the young girl that committed suicide off the back of all of that Oh, happening. that yeah. one, yeah. Uh, it's good that you make light of that. <laughs> I, I would suggest that, uh, that, that Idol is a lot worse than BB for unleashing these dickheads on society. Oh, yes. Like, it's, it's, it's far worse and we can't get rid of them. Now we've got Guy Sebastian, who was a winner. And he's done. And a, has a great voice. And he's done an album of covers of Human Nature songs, doing <laughs> covers of old songs. If you want the, if you want the original songs, buy the original albums. I mean, who wants well, Guy Sebastian singing Memphis and worked with Steve Cropper and stuff? Yeah, but who cares? Who wants a, a, an album full of somebody singing a bunch of songs that the originals are always going to be better off? Because yeah, but, the originals Steve- aren't charting and they're not making any money for the, for the record companies. It's not for us. It's for the money that, that is being made for the companies. And, and Steve Cropper was in the Saturday Night Live band and that brings it back to television. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and the Blues uh, Brothers was on the Paul Schaefer. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. That brings <laughs> it back to television. I, I just think I just think idols unleashed all of these. I don't understand why why you get hit up about it. Obviously, 
um, this this Idol winner was the first one not to debut at number one in the charts, and obviously they they want to get the publicity up, so they'll they'll come out with anything. No, no, it's just it's shut just up. Sick don't, of it. Don't I'm forget just, about me. Buy my album. No, I'm just don't. sick of it. It's just this constant stream of people, and they're more and more flooding into our society. And every six months they reinvent themselves, and they don't realize. Oh, now I'm a punk. Now I'm no longer in Young Divas. Now I've got no face. Like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> they don't realise as well. It's like the network doesn't realise, and, and the record companies don't realise. But the audience has that. If you're not the first, it's not special anymore. Yeah. No one really cares anymore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, and if nobody cares about Guy Sebastian, why is anybody going to care about Natalie Gauchy? Yeah. Ex- except for who's she going to ride in the cup next year? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. She's getting a bit old. She found it a bit hard to get rides this year, so oh. I think next year she's... Really? Mm. Hmm. That brings us to the end. Of Was she Box- part of the whole Hillsong conspiracy thing? Oh, yeah, with the whole idol Hillsong thing. I don't know. And I, that, think, I think the guy... Stacking, stacking the votes and... I think the guy was, whoever the guy with who came runner-up, I think he was... I think, like, I at know. one point, a third of them were in Hillsong. Okay. Or, or not Hills, not Hillsong, as was explained at the time, but in the same group of churches mm. that Hillsong's included in. Mm. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 116. I can't believe we, we finished up our regular Home and Away season uh, with a discussion about Idol. I know, it's, it's, a, bit it's a bit sad, isn't it? Uh, that is the, we've got to get home before uh, evil Santa Claus comes after us. Yes. That brings it back to but, Futurama. But that, that is the end of our uh, regularly programmed episodes of Box Cutters for this year. Next week, we are going to, of course, have our ordered items show. Make sure that you don't use up your uh, monthly limits because you'll need uh, approximately six times the normal size <laughs> of a Box Cutters show to uh, download that little puppy. We are going to have uh, lots of guests on that show. It's uh, it's going to be an exciting show, and you also get to hear what we thought was the the best, worst, uh, and uh, and funniest and uh, unfunniest of the year. Mm. So that's uh, that's always and, exciting. And I, and I don't doubt that there'll be some all of those categories in our show as well. The yes. best, worst, funniest, and unfunniest in our uh, interview. Show. Maybe we should set up an online poll. So, so maybe you, you know what? With all that spare time you've got, Crockley, you do what you want. And then I've, are, I've got pretty much exactly the same thing that I did for film buffs. Uh, just just use that. Just take out the film ones. Yeah, and I can just update the table. Be yeah. shit simple. All right, do what you want. Uh, and then over uh, summer, and then we're over summer we've got highlight reels. No, no, we're not no, going with the highlight. Not doing a clip show. Not no. Hard. Okay. Well, maybe maybe if we run out of stuff, but we've uh, we've actually teed up a, a bunch of interviews. So we can have uh, special longer interviews with uh, with some guests. Ah, that would be good. We've uh, got Rob Brearley, who I mentioned uh, earlier in the show, and you, and you heard earlier in the show. Uh, we've got him coming up th- through January, as well as Alex Paps and uh, some other guests as well. So fantastic! That's, that's I, can't, I can't wait for to hear the screams from the suburbs when Alex Paps goes live. <laughs> I know. No, 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 no. I can't Brett, believe the Brett, screams Brett, in here. Brett, not live, not live. Not, the, the, they will be pre-recorded. No, but live up our, on, online. No, no, no. Our intros and outros for that show will be recorded live, <laughs> but but the uh, the interviews themselves are pre-recorded. That's and right. S- live and topical. <laughs> and so ends Box Cutters episode 116. Thanks very much to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors. Uh, they do good things like keep your stuff dry mm. if you're walking around in the rain. Mm. Thanks also They've to... They've got excellent Velcro too. Yeah, they, it's very loud. It's, yeah. But can't it, open those bags it, in a it cinema. It really sucks it. That's mm. true. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Crumble the bags. It stops that water. Crumble the bags. It sucks it. <laughs> Spitting up. Thanks also to three Triple R, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. They've been great to us over the last year. Happy Christmas, everybody. Unless, of course, you're listening to this after Christmas Day, in which case I apologise that I mentioned Christmas. <laughs> Never bring it up again. Once Christmas no. is over, you don't want any mention of it. Until next well, week. In that case, we hope you had a good Christmas. Until next week. You don't week, want any mention of it. Don't actually. forget that Have you can... Have a good can... New Year's. Yeah. Don't but, forget... but they'll hear no, us before, they'll hear before New Year's. <laughs> Maybe they won't. <laughs> Maybe they're Download still catching up from episode 108. Download this one in 2007 and listen in 2007. You know who you are, crunchy granola sweet. It's, it's too late. At this point, <laughs> telling them. <laughs> Maybe some of them are already on holidays, Ross. Ross McQueen. Until next week. <laughs> My name is Josh Canal. Uh, Russell Green. I do continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again uh, next week. Same bat time, but a bit longer. Same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Aaron Cheviot. That's who I should have said I was. Aaron Cheviot. Yeah, he's the Democrat that's always on uh, uh, News Topia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You could have you, you said. Once I fade this down, you can. Wait, you, or, or you, or you could have gone on, with. It'll uh, be magic. My, my name's my name's Josh Canal. You could go with Mr. Black. Oh, yeah, you could have yeah, done yeah. that. People yeah. won't get that joke for a few weeks. Aaron Cheviot. <laughs> <laughs>